This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to the Monday Discussion. Today, we're talking about isolation and what it means to be isolated, but not alone. Right. Welcome to the Monday Discussion. I'm so grateful to have everybody listening here right now. And before we get started, I would just love to pause and greet one another. Of course, we can't greet each other in person right now. So if you wouldn't mind, I would love if you would pull out your phone real quick and just text somebody, hey, I'm thinking about you. I miss you or I love you. And I'll go ahead and give you guys a chance to go ahead and do that. Well, here at Palm Valley Church's Celebrate Recovery, we work through the 12 steps on a yearly basis. That means that we work through just about one step each and every month. And right now, we're on step 10. So we're going to be talking about step 10 a little bit and what that looks like. It's going to be a little different than normal, but I really hope that you guys would follow along and look for ways that you can take what we're talking about and apply it to your own life. No matter where you are in the program, If you're right at the very beginning or you're completely unaware of what the 12 steps are, there's something that we can pull out and apply to our lives no matter where we are. I really hope that you would lean in and look for ways to pull truths out that you can apply to your own life. For those of you who are just starting out in the program, I don't want you to miss out. I know how it may feel. And so I want to just take a second and recap over our first three steps which lay a beautiful foundation on the road to recovery. Step one says that we admitted that we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors and that our lives had become unmanageable. At Palm Valley Church, the thing that we really want to draw out, the truth that we really want to drive home, is during our step one, we want to make sure that we are stepping out of denial and in to God's grace. One of the other things that we really talk about here is that even if I have done this step before, doesn't mean I stop taking this step. We truly believe here, whatever brings us through the doors of recovery are the things that open the doors for recovery. And so we may have a lot more work to do. After step one, we'll move on to step two, which says, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. The foundational truth here that I believe if we can take and apply to our lives will set us up for great success in our recovery and in our walks with Christ is that I learned to believe that God could heal me even if I don't believe that he would. This is foundational. It's going to allow us to have a true understanding of who God is before I ever get into asking him to do things for me. Then in step three, we made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. This is pivotal. You know, if you're anything like me and many of the people that I meet, we so freely give away our lives and our wills over to anything and everything that comes our way. And so here in step three, we turn away from our sin and turn towards Jesus. 
We turn towards Jesus knowing that we matter to him. This can be a difficult concept, but when I understand that I've given my life over to things that didn't care about me at all, it can be extremely reassuring stepping into a relationship with Jesus who absolutely cares and loves about me. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our step 10. But before we do that, let me just open us up in a word of prayer. God, thank you so much. We thank you for everyone who is listening right now. I pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to be able to hear what you have here for us. I truly believe that every person who has got my voice in their ears right now, it's for a purpose that you brought them to this moment in time. And I'm so excited to see what you are going to do in their lives because of their obedience to step out in faith, to see what you can do in their lives through obedience. We thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, honestly, guys, I've uh, been a little worried about this isolation, self-quarantine thing because um, I really need people. I need people in my life. Anytime I get alone and spend too much time by myself, I, you know, (laughs) make not so good decisions. And I believe that, you know, if you're here, if you've if you've been coming, then you probably uh, are on the same lines as I am. And so I've had a heavy heart as I've been working through this and and learning how to be a leader through this and learning and and trying to implement new ways to be able to stay connected through this. Because honestly, at Celebrate Recovery, we fight a lot of our battles side by side. We walk through life directly right next to one one another. And that's a little different right now, obviously. But what I really want to kind of talk about tonight in the midst of our conversation about Step 10 is I want to figure out what it looks like to change how we do things without changing the outcome. And I just want us to just pause, and, and if, you, if you're listening right now, I want to give you kudos. Uh, good job, because it's this is so cool, but you're breaking ground and how to stay connected on the road to recovery in midst of a pandemic. You are on the front lines of this. Nobody has done this before. And so... If you're here, I'm so encouraged. It really fills my heart. I'm excited to see what happens with our folks here at Celebrate Recovery as we work through this together. Now, of course, I don't have all of the answers and I really I don't even really have a few answers, but I do believe and trust that God is still going to provide us a path through this. And so I'm just going to ask you, give yourself a break. Cut yourself some slack. Because we're all going through something new that we've never experienced before. And it takes a long time to build new roads. But God has given us the tools to do that. So, what I want to encourage us all together is that we don't give up on the tools. We know that the 12 steps and 8 principles are effective. We can't let lies creep into our mind that say these things have to change. So be encouraged that you can be a pioneer in applying these 12 steps and eight principles in a new way, ways that people may have never been before. So we're going to continue to work our program in order to heal, but we can expect that we will have to get creative. And me personally, I'm kind of excited about that. I'm excited about the new creative way, ways to kind of work around things and find new ways to be able to connect and to be able to grow in this time. And I hope that you can too.
So let's go ahead and get into it. I just want to start off by asking you guys, have you ever have you ever felt like me? Have you ever felt alone in a crowded room? Well, if that's possible, which I know that it is, then I believe that the opposite is possible too. I believe that we can feel together in an empty room. Step 10 tells me to take a personal inventory and when I'm wrong, to promptly admit it. And this is a great tool to stay the course. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about three things that can keep us together while we are isolated. And again, these are things that we have always done, but we're looking for new ways to apply them. The first thing here, maybe you've got a piece of scratch paper or if you're just typing it up on your phone, however, but your first thing here is be observant. Be observant. Whenever I take personal inventory, I'm looking to keep short accounts. What I mean by that is that I want to see where I've done good and where I've done not so good so that I can then take action. And this is a daily thing. I'm going to do this every single day. And if you've done this before, I believe that you have seen the benefits of this. And I hope that you would be an encouragement to others as they try to implement this into their lives. So I'm going to do this daily. And in order for me to do that, I have to be observant of my surroundings. I've got to be observant of what I am doing. And while we're experiencing isolation today, I want us to look closer than ever before for ways to be grateful. I'm going to begin, if, I ha- if I'm not already doing this, I want to begin to look closely at things that maybe I've taken granted before, like maybe the smell of coffee or maybe a nice warm shower. You know, as I'm preparing this right now, I can hear birds outside of my window and, and it makes me smile. And so whenever we come onto these different things, we come up in these different situations, I would love if we could just pause and enjoy. Why don't you do this now? Look around you. What can you be grateful for? And then pause and take it in. (sighs) Taking a moment to enjoy these things does more than we can really see on the outside. Whenever we, we pause and we enjoy a moment fully, our serotonin gets a boost. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that elevates your mood and helps you keep calm. So this is a great way to fight that that feeling of being alone, even if there's no one around. The next thing here is be a peacemaker. Be a peacemaker. Step 10 says that I need to promptly admit when I'm wrong. Promptly admit when I'm wrong. You know, it's nearly impossible to maintain the relationships I have if I'm unwilling to admit that I'm wrong or admit my faults. You know, people are definitely less inclined to reach out to me. They don't want to, if I'm not being honest, if I'm not, you know, fessing up to if I've hurt somebody's feelings or if I've said something hurtful to someone, if I'm not willing to be honest about that, people don't really want to reach out to me and talk to me. And you know what? Honestly, if I know that I've done that to other people, then I don't really feel like I want to reach out to them either, maybe because I'm feeling guilt or shame. And so how can I work through this? What what will allow me to be able to stay in connection with those people? The solution is simple, to promptly admit my faults. 
isolation may look like we're going to be around the same people for a long time or extended periods of time. And whenever we're doing that, whenever I'm around uh, people for a long time, it ends up being a breeding ground for tons of little tiny faults, things that may not always really get on my nerves. But when I when I ha- I'm in this place and I'm, I'm just kind of caged in for a long time, all these little things that becomes a breeding ground that come together and make big misunderstood problems. And so when I'm going through this, and I'm in this situation right now, it's important for me to remember that I need to be quick to confess and quick to forgive. Looking for ways to stay connected with the ones I love, whether I'm in the same house or whether I'm trying to connect through technology is the best way to fight feelings of loneliness. And again, this may not be ideal, but it's not impossible. Again, we're going to try to find creative and new ways to be able to fight these feelings of loneliness and to be able to stay connected in the midst of what is happening right now. The third thing that I want us to talk about tonight, the third thing that I want to talk about with you guys is remain positive. Remain positive. So first we've got be observant. Next we have be a peacemaker. And third is remain positive. One of the main things that keeps me from keeping a short account, from from me not willing to be uh, honest and, and to admit my faults, is honestly being negative. When I'm in a negative mood, when I'm being negative, I'll justify my actions more than anything else. I'll justify because I feel like I've been wronged or because maybe even just because I think that I'm right. So I'll find all of these different ways to be able to justify what I'm doing or how I'm acting uh, because I'm I'm being negative. I'm not willing to be positive about a situation that I'm in. And so I'm telling you right now, if I'm if keeping my serenity is my main goal, which it is for me, I, above all else, I want to keep my life serene. I want to be able to keep my serenity in every single situation that's going on. And the best way that I can keep my serenity is to not worry about being right or wrong. Instead, be concerned with doing right, not wrong. And that certainly leads me to making quick business in my amends. I get them done quickly because I want to make sure that I'm able to remain positive. I want to be able to keep serenity in my life. And so I want to be more concerned with doing right and not wrong rather than trying to be right or wrong. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So there's many things that come after us all the time. I feel like things are coming after me, trying to tempt me to be negative and honestly, I feel like it's it's so much easier for me to lean into that and for me to be negative and hop on that train to just, you know, be upset about all these different types of things. But it's so much more damaging than I might even first think. I was actually reading today about a study where uh, people were actually uh, purposefully infected with the influenza virus. And the, the study came back and said that the people who had more positive emotions we're li- more likely to fight off the symptoms. And, l- and get this, people who were low on the positive emotions were 2.9 times 
more likely to contract a respiratory illness in the study. So staying positive not only helps me in my recovery and allows me to keep moving forward in the things that I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to heal from, my hurts, habits, and hangups. It's not just good for that, but it's actually good for my health. And so this is a beautiful way that recovery comes together in every other area of my life. When I practice these principles in all of my affairs, I begin to see that this benefits every other area of my life. I see how I've been missing out on life and life to its fullness. And so if I can remember these things and try to apply them to my life, I believe that we're going to be able to be better or feel better from them. So let's cover those one more time. The first, be observant. I want to pay closer attention to those things going on around me that I might be able to be more grateful for the things that are happening and that I can be proactive about keeping short accounts. Next, we got peacemaker. We want to be peacemakers in our household and in our communities. And when I'm wrong, when I make poor decisions, that I am quick to confess. And when I feel like others have wronged me, that I'll be quick to forgive. And then again, thirdly, to remain positive, to not allow negativity to creep in and overcome me, not just for the the health of my recovery, but for the health of my body. A great way to go ahead and put this into action right now is to call a friend and talk about the conversation here. And you can talk about these questions. What am I grateful for today? Or what am I looking forward to? Am I holding on to any anger or resentment that I could let go of now? And in what ways will I choose to remain positive? Thank you for tuning in to the Monday discussion. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you will talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your community. If you're struggling to find community and people to talk with, then send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery. Nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to the same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone. I thank you all. I love you. And I hope to see you soon.